This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by 10,000, makers of high-quality, super-comfortable training shorts. 10,000 is offering NMA Radio listeners 15% off your first purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter code NOMAD to receive 15% off. That's T-E-N-thousand.cc and enter code NOMAD. This episode is also brought to you by Ruby. We're learning the core techniques and knowledge behind plant-based cooking empowers people and athletes to live a sustainable, well-fueled, and delicious plant-based lifestyle. Visit ruby.com slash athlete to learn more about their plant-based programs. That's R-O-U-X-B-E dot com slash athlete to learn more. And finally, this episode is brought to you by Everly Well. Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and other lab tests at everlywell.com slash nomeat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomeat Athlete Radio. Matt, have you recovered from your favorite holiday of the year? <laughs> Black Friday, you mean? Black Friday, yeah. Yes, okay. I, I thought you were referring to Thanksgiving. Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't do any door busting this year. I did I did zero Black Friday shopping, which is sad to me. Uh, but, you know, it just, it's just a COVID world. It's not, not, not any fun to go out and door bust. Yeah, so, I you know, I had I had a list of three brands that I was intentionally holding off on buying anything from mm-hmm. until Black Friday, and none of them were running any promotions on stuff that I wanted. Really? Yeah. Who were they? REI, Patagonia, uh, some <laughs> other random outdoor. REI was one of them. We were here? in the market for a new tent, so I was holding off on that till then. Okay. Um, they didn't do some yeah. sort of opt outside deal. Well, I knew they wouldn't do anything on Black Friday because mm. they don't do anything on Black Friday. But, uh, you know, Cyber Monday and, and the whole right. now Black Friday experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, so REI was a bust for me. Um, I am a big fan of pants from a brand called, uh, I think it's pronounced Viori or Viori. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce it. V-O-U-R-I. Pants, what? Mm-hmm. Italian pants? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what they are? <laughs> Is that Italian? Italian? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're like a clothing company that, uh, you know, you see a lot on social media and stuff, but I love their pants. I'm just crazy. This is not an ad. I just really like their pants. And, uh, so, so I failed there in that case too. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, and then a, a present for, for Katie. I was hoping they get that on discount and it didn't work out either. So my Black Friday was a big failure this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard, I heard, uh, I think it was Patagonia. I saw this on our team Slack channel that, that they like mm-hmm. donated all their money or something. And they I made ten million in profit that day and donated all of it. Yeah, ten million in sales, I think. Ten million and, sales and okay. donated all. Of it. But uh, it made me glad we're not an outdoors company because it seems like now there's this like one-up competition to see who can like lose <laughs> the most money for their company on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I, I guess that's uh, <laughs> I guess that's the case. We we try to do good on Black Friday. We try to do some yeah, extra. Yeah, uh, of course. But why did why did they have to start saying we're not taking a cent on Black Friday? We refuse. It's a terrible thing. We need to. I think it's a reflection of how well they're doing outside of Black Friday. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I think that I think Patagonia is not hurting for uh, sales, and and I would say REI. You know, I appreciate their opt outside thing mostly because they give their their employees a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, on that Friday, so you can I get the the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I mean, really, I think it's a marketing ploy, right? I mean, because they they still have all the Cyber Monday sales and all that stuff. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. they're still making making good good money. Yeah. Um, Doug, I know this is not our our traditional annual holiday extravaganza where we do our um, our gift guide, where I always give the the Kindle and uh, <laughs> some kind of coffee making system uh-huh, socks. And... <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but I have an actual, I have a, a gift that I want this year. Everyone in my whole family wants it. Oh, yeah. So it's a it's a true all the whole family gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just give one. I, I, I don't. I guess we'll probably do the holiday extravaganza at some point this year with mm-hmm. with a full on gift guide in it. Um, but I really want one of the what? You have an idea? Is it the? Is it's not a it's not a ring? An aura ring? Is it? No, not an aura ring. Not not going the not going down the subscription road of uh, that they are trying to put on people now. Okay. Sticking with my old ring. Um. These new massage guns by Hypervolt and such. Have you seen these things? Oh yeah, I have one. You have one. Okay. Uh huh. Did you get it for free somehow? Uh, I did get it for free for 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 Rocket Runner a long time ago. This was like ah. when they first came out a couple years ago. Nice. Maybe maybe a listener then could pass this along to Hypervolt or uh, or Theragun. Theragun is is mine. Okay. So look, they already got a great shout out because they yeah they they're that. awesome so, man. So it, they are they are game changers. Not even yeah. Joking. We were in the running store the other day, at Charlotte Running Company, uh, mm-hmm. for my wife buying shoes for Aaron. This is before her race, um, and they had two or three on its way there, and you could try them. And like it was a long day in the running store because she was trying on all different shoes. So the kids and I were just standing around, um, and we all like could not keep our hands off of this gun and just kept using it on ourselves and it was awesome like i loved it like i had this little shoulder tweak thing with kettlebells mm-hmm. and it just it just lasted forever because i don't want to take a break um and it, it just felt so good to do that in there for like 20 minutes and the kids did it on holding it on his legs for soccer and ellery did too for her like mm-hmm. uh yeah i just i feel like we need this I, mean, I feel like it's like it's like foam rolling but next level yeah i uh i have nothing but but good things to say about those guns they i mean i mean really I, the first time I tried it, I could not believe how painful it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, now we use it. Katie and I both use it probably, I don't know, three or four times a week mm-hmm. uh, just for a few minutes. And uh, it just, I mean, it's so different than when we first started using it. And um, anytime I get any sort of little issue in my back or my shoulders or my leg or something like that, I can work it out with the, with one of those guns. Big uh-huh. fan. They're not cheap, but... Uh, no, they're not cheap. They're big fan. Stuff. Cheaper than cheaper than a couple massages would be. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's yeah. Think about it like that for sure. Yeah. So there Which you is go. Probably how you should be thinking about it. Right. Preview. Sneak preview. Gift guide. You heard it here first. Massage guide. <laughs> we broke the news on not, massage. Not guide. a sponsored. Uh, we've got out a bunch of a bunch of um, brands here, and none of them are sponsors. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> well, speaking yes. of the race. Uh, yeah. Aaron ran her 50k. She ran her first 50k. She is now an ultra runner. Uh, nice little road race in in. Um, I, I mean, the biggest town nearby was Ellerby, North Carolina, which is the home of uh, Andre the Giant, where he was he was raised, yeah. I guess. Uh, okay. Nice claim to fame. And to get there, we drove through the hometown or the birthplace of Randy Travis, the country star. So there's a lot of a lot of that. Going. <laughs> nice yeah. little celebrity tour. I know. There. And and I just found out the other day I was at a Halloween party. At this place called Albemarle, and that's the, where Kelly Pickler grew up from American Idol. You know her? Now she's uh-huh. in uh, holiday movies. Uh huh. Just I don't know, just a lot of a lot of celebrities in this North Carolina area that I never never realized. <laughs> and then Matt Fraser was in all of them. Yeah, Can you believe right. it? That's right. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so she did that, and uh, the kids and I were there. It was a loop course. It was a lot of sitting in the car and just driving to a couple different points. But uh, but we really had a good time, and it was it was fun to see her do it. And she did awesome. She finished in six thirteen, I think. Uh, she was actually on really good pace for the first two laps, and then uh, started having some uh, what what she thinks is IT band stuff, which is odd. She didn't have any of that during the training, mm. but uh, that seems to be what happens. You you push a little bit harder on race day, and then something goes wrong. So uh, that slowed her down for the last lap, and she's now trying to recover from that while also keeping her streak going. Um, Incredible, yeah, yeah. yeah she so sent anyway. me a text. I, I sent her a congratulation text, and she wrote back that she had just gotten back from a one and a half mile run or something to keep the streak alive yeah yeah and it's one of those runs like that you can barely call a run because she's like hobbling along (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah it's amazing i think she's at 540 or something days and uh and she said aside from this little injury thing that happened in the in the last third of the race she said she felt really really good and wasn't at all like you know tired or um feeling like she had to stop other than that so so your plan much as i like to make fun of it um <laughs> only because it was planned written by somebody we know it's, it seems like it's, it's the uh-huh. mystique of the of the magical plan that has all the answers is is, is gone because i know who wrote it uh you do a lot of bashing of a plan that we sell <laughs> <laughs> because i'm not trying i'm like i'm saying it's a really good plan it worked great for her mm-hmm. i'm just i just i think it's funny because like i said having written plans uh-huh. myself you, yeah. you, you pierce this veil of like that that somehow because it's in a book or a, or even uh-huh. uh-huh. that it's that it's you know just touched by God. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so it was great. She she did awesome and she stuck to that. She followed the plan to the letter. So uh, well, that is so that is super cool. You. I'm I'm really excited for it. What was I've never been to a road ultra marathon. Was the vibe any different than a ha- uh, like a trail? No, it really wasn't. It was exactly the same like type of people. Um, I, it seemed like the times maybe were a little faster. Of mm-hmm. course, they should be. Um, but you know, people were still falling apart in the last lap, just like any other, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, really no different. So now she's, uh, now she's planning on tentatively planning on a 50 mile race that oh. is, uh, I don't know, at the end of January. Another and, road one? Another road one. Yeah. Which is strange. She like, when she started falling on trails, she was like, I, uh, you know, she was just depressed because she didn't want to run roads. She thought she just didn't seem, thought that seemed like fun. Uh, to run long ways on roads, um, but now she seems. She said it was fine. She wasn't wasn't bored or anything, and now she's now she's all right with it. So she's gonna do road fifty miler, hopefully, and we'll see what happens. That is awesome. That's very inspiring. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which uh, which leads nicely into our episode topic for the day. Yes. Unless you've got any more stories to tell, Halloween stories or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, just going to go through all of our, all the holidays over the last couple of months. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so anyway, so we, you and I, we always like New Year's and goal settings. It's actually my real favorite holiday, much as I joke that Black Friday is. New Year's Day is my real favorite one, and then New Year's Eve, of course. And, and that's just because of, there's the goal setting and the, this possibility and this new beginning. Um, that's why I like it. Plus, you get to party and have fun and... Do all that at the same time. Um, so we've been thinking about it. I have. I feel like I've been very busy this year with stuff, having moved to a new city, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just it just feels like I haven't had any moment to think about stuff for next year. I'm I'm really happy with how habits and things are going this year, like fitness habits and some others. Um, but I like normally by now I would already be thinking about what what I can't wait to do next year, uh, and I've really not been thinking about that stuff at all. But um, you know, it's time to start thinking about it. And and you've been thinking about it some. 
Mm-hmm. And Aaron's race and uh, her running streak, which I mentioned, which actually started you know almost two years ago now, um, th- they have me sort of thinking about stuff a little bit, just just barely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it uh, it it dawned on us that we should perhaps just do kind of a general goals, not not like a here's our goals for the next year, but just reflect a little bit on the types of goals that we have set in the past few years because we've had really some very different. Uh, well, like formats, for lack of a better word, yeah. to how we're doing this goal setting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every year, maybe not every year, but but probably every year, we we share our kind of goals for the year. I don't know if this is that episode because neither of us have set our goals, so it's not right. our, that episode. But right. uh, but really, I mean, was it 2020, two years ago, that we um, that it really shifted for both of us, kind of without discussing it ahead of time. I don't think mm-hmm. right. um, you know from you know, for me, it was always around, uh, you know, big hundred milers or, or something like that, kind of these big running goals that I, that I had for myself shifted away from that to more general themes. So I, I remember in 2020, it was, uh, I went to drink less. Mm-hmm. I went to run more frequently, more consistently. And, uh, and then I think it was just like eat, eat better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are very, I mean, like, like if you were to, to quiz anyone of like three fitness and health and fitness things, what would you do? It'd be exercise more, drink less and eat more or eat better probably. Uh, you know, so those were like super general. And um, and in some ways, it really kind of transformed the way I think about New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, had some success that year, had a lot of unsuccess that year. Uh, it mm-hmm. was 2020, the the year that shall never be mentioned again. Um, uh but it it definitely kind of made me rethink the way I, I plan these annual goals, and uh, and then in twenty twenty one, I shifted a bit to uh, like really small goals. And I wanted to do full five pull ups, right? Mm-hmm. That was my big one, um, and uh, and that is a, a definitely a more concrete goal. But it's not this like really lofty run my fastest hundred miler or something that's just really ambitious and really big, right? Yeah, and, and so I think when we talk about like the traditional, at least for us, like that's kind of the traditional way of doing New Year's goals is have one or two or three like really big things that that you don't know if you can achieve. Um, they're going to take a lot of work. They'll probably take the whole year to work towards, and then sometime in the end of the year, you may or may not do this thing. That's been the typical way. I mean, I guess there are, there are other ways like saying I'm going to do this every single day of the next year, um, and that would still be a pretty big thing. Uh but yeah, so we both we both kind of took this term or last or in twenty twenty we did not do that. Um, I can't remember what my specific like goal was in twenty twenty, but I remember what it turned into was me doing that that paperclip game that we did a whole mm-hmm. episode about, which was kind of a success in its own way. Um, like if you imagine like the stuff like you just said, where you you know I think I probably had six or eight different areas where I said I I want to like do more of this, spend more time doing this, this and this and this, and, and all these things that I had kind of just like never made time for or didn't make enough time for. And the difference between what I did and what you said, where you kind of, it was so, I think, I don't know if you said this in this episode or maybe you just told me, that it was so general that you kind of didn't have any structure around it. And as a result, you know, didn't make all that much progress. The one bit of structure I put was like, I said, I'm just going to write down every single time I do them. I'm not going to have any concrete goals that says I have to be able to do, you know, do achieve this with a language learning or piano learning or whatever. Um, but it was like, I'm just going to make a little note every single time I spend 20 minutes doing it or, or do a session or whatever. And I ended up having this thing where the idea initially, but I never actually did was 
take a paperclip and move it over from one jar into another, and you can watch the you know the jar of successes piling up. So every time I cooked a new recipe, uh, which I was one of my things that year as well, I was in theory going to move something over, and I never never really set that up. I mean, I started for a little bit, but I just it just didn't last. It ended up being a series of hash marks on a couple pages in a journal. Um, but even that was cool because now I had this big visual thing where I you know made little marks and also always made a note of what it actually was that I did and I can still go back and look at that and it's like four pages large in the journal of like all these different things I did and that was kind of cool in its own way it was it was really neat to see that happening um it definitely had like drawbacks and to me that that drawback was that it it didn't really it, it started to become too much about like getting the points and it was like mm-hmm. it didn't really matter if there was a whole lot of quality in what I was doing um, or like if it was actually leading. Like, like I said, like if as the example of language learning, I didn't have any like tests that would say like, okay, now I've gotten somewhere. It was more like if I spent 20 minutes doing flashcards, you know, get the point. And it was too easy for me to sort of like just say that was successful when if you step back and say, did I actually really make like significant progress towards anything meaningful in those not necessarily i cooked you know 90 new recipes but did i actually learn any type of cooking beyond just following recipes not really so you know there were those problems um but that that'll kind of inform i think whatever i do this year because i really did enjoy that and it was it was successful in many ways um so just to give a few more examples of things like we we mentioned this running streaks Mm -hmm. we mentioned aaron's running streak turning into a race I also, this was not a New Year's thing, but, but a few years ago, or many years ago now, um, I did like a 75-day running streak, and I had previously signed up for a 100-miler at, at some point and never got started with the training because it was just this huge, overwhelming thing, and I guess I was in some way scared to even begin. Um, so by the time I was doing this running streak, I was no longer thinking about that, but it turned out that the streak, um, once I had finished whatever it was, 75 or so days of running, then it was like I had this great base of run of of mileage, and it was like wow, like I'm I'm ready to start training for a hundred milers. So then that led to that, and that's kind of what happened with Erin and her fifty k. She had no intention of becoming an ultra runner, but mm-hmm. this running streak was something that it was much. I think you know, in some ways, for some pers- people at the right time, it's a lot easier to um, you know commit to something like hey, I can like I, I can imagine myself running a minimum of two miles a day for the next whatever it is year or, or few months or whatever um even if you can't really imagine yourself running 31 miles or 50 miles or whatever right so i think you know i, I don't think i don't have a, a, an opinion of which of those is a better goal but i think when people think about goals they tend to maybe only think in terms of one or the other kind of way um they think about i'm going to do this thing every day or they think i'm going to achieve this really big goal but like the other one the opposite one that you don't typically think about maybe the one that's more appropriate for you now yeah. And, you know, I think that that, like the run streak plays really well into, you know, my recent switch to like, you know, I wanted to run more, right? I think that's a really, that's a nice, a nice goal. <laughs> it's a nice theme. Uh, mm-hmm. But where I ran into so much problem in 2020, and really even with my 2021 goals of, of uh, you know, the pull-ups is, is I didn't have a real plan or any sort of real structure. So like, yeah, that that's nice. All right, so I want to run more. And so I'm going to try to make it make a point to run more frequently but without any sort of structure without any sort of plan um it just kind of it never really took off you know aside from you know maybe a little bit when i had motivation high motivation at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. um but if you if you did something as small as a run streak 
you know, or a mile or two miles a day. Metrics are not small, but you know, something that that ha- adds a little bit of structure, and it could be thirty days, could be ninety days. Um, you know, that oftentimes is just enough to get you into the into the mode of of running more or working out more or whatever. Uh, that then it kind of becomes this longer lasting thing. So, if, an example, a real life example for me is about I don't know six months, four months. I don't. I, I've probably talked about it, so someone. We'll fact check me here, but at, recently I did a, this year I did a uh, 28-day meditation challenge, um, Sam Harris's challenge, and uh, and it really, I mean, like, I'm not meditating every day, but I'm meditating a lot, like five times a week, four or five times a week, which is a lot for me c- considering I never did it. Ever, I was never able to make a, uh, a like, make it stick before. Mm-hmm. And I tried several times, you know, got different apps, did different things, uh, was never able to really do it. But that, I, you know, I wanted to do it. And that 28-day challenge, and it was, you know, it's just a few minutes a day. Like, that was enough to uh, get me in the uh, in the cycle of it and, and enough structure to actually get it to, to begin to turn into something that's much more than just the challenge and much more than just uh, doing it for a week or two and, and giving up. Yeah. So I just wrote a series, a seven-day series during the Black Week holiday sort of thing um, about how I got myself back into shape over the course of the past year, really. Um, and we're going to do a like, a like a podcast version of that over the near, near the end of this year just to give people who, who want to get themselves in shape again or for the first time um, a little bit more motivation and tips and things. Um, but what we are saying here, and I actually didn't realize this, like it's a perfect example of... of the advice I gave there, which was that like when you're starting your new habit, just to go back to my own examples, what's in concrete terms, like with the kettlebell workout that I, you know, got into and it's lasted a whole year. Um, the first month of that, it wasn't actually do the workouts. It was just spend 10 or 20 minutes with the kettlebell Mm -hmm. working on the form of these two different exercises. And that's it. And there was no structure. And it was just like, enjoy it. Like just do it. And this is, this is a perfect example of every other habit advice we ever give, but it's so easy not to follow it is that, in the beginning, in like the first month of doing something new, you really shouldn't need to see results on the outside, like in terms of like being able to run further or even like you shouldn't necessarily see like improved mindfulness if you're trying to start a meditation habit. Really, mm-hmm. that first month is the point of that is just to get the habit going. So right. even if you're in the back of your mind, what you really want is to run a 50K next year or, or two years from now or whatever, you want to become an ultra runner, like it's okay and probably best if you're not really running yet, like start with a little run streak where a minimum of a mile is is all you need to do to be successful. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even less, maybe it's five minutes or three minutes. But like get yourself into that habit first before you start trying to actually make visible, tangible progress towards something. Because it, it's just too hard. It's, it's so often like we get started thinking we're on the right track because we're going to the gym 30 minutes or for an hour and we're knocking out these workouts. But like, it just it almost never lasts. It, it almost never lasts more than a few weeks because the willpower goes, and then and then you know, so then so does the idea that we're we, we're being perfect and we've flipped the switch and we're different now, and it just goes one day and then people just give up on stuff. Yep, which I have done many times. <laughs> Definitely. <me too. laughs> so so I want to expand on that a little bit as I'm thinking about 2022 goals because uh, it's right along those lines. But first, why don't we take a second to thank our sponsor, sponsors. This episode is brought to you by 10,000 makers of high-quality, super-comfortable training shorts and shirts. Matt, 
I bought a new pair of 10,000 shorts a few weeks ago. Oh, paid own money for them? Paid full money for them, yeah. Jeez. I, I liked the session shorts, which we've both been uh, running in. I think you, I think I saw a photo of you at the uh, Spartan race running That's in That's right. Yours. Yeah, my favorite ones. Um, I like them so much that uh, I heard that they are releasing the new distance running short. Uh, it's called the distance short. And I jumped right on it. I, you know, I, full, full disclosure, uh, uh, our buddy Rich Roll helped design these shorts. Not full disclosure. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention Rich because we always mention Rich when we talk right. about 10,000. But uh, anyway, he helped design these shorts. They are awesome. I wore them during my 50K uh, a couple, what, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, really, really a huge fan of everything that 10,000 does. At the core of 10,000 uh, are... They have three training shorts. They're three main shorts. The interval short, which is versatile and gets is great for hit, spinning, mitt cons, short runs, and uh, anything else you can think of. The foundation short is built for durability, for tough gym days and outdoor adventures. And then the session short is more of their running short. It's super lightweight, perfect for running, yoga, mobility. And then they have some of these other uh, kind of... Uh, off you know aside from their foundational shorts like the distance short that uh, that i'm a big fan of Ten Thousand is direct to consumer company with no middleman to get you the premium fabrics trims and techniques that other brands simply cannot afford to do plus they collaborate with a team of over 200 athletes who test their gear and ensure the perfect design fabric fit and trim and uh, you pick your short whatever's best for your training and then personalize it with a custom liner and inseam options and then get free shipping and returns and their special lifetime guarantee 10,000 is offering nomad athlete radio listeners 15% off their first purchase go to 10,000.cc and enter code nomad to save 15% off at purchase that's ten1000.cc and enter code nomad this episode is also brought to you by Ruby. We're learning the core techniques and knowledge behind plant-based cooking empowers people to live a sustainable, well-fueled, plant-based lifestyle. Ruby is the leading online culinary school that specializes in plant-based culinary instruction and is teaching more than 650,000 students around the world. They're different from a recipe site or other cooking sites as their lessons and courses focus on foundational techniques that transcend cuisines and can be applied across recipes to help you make delicious food every time. The classes are affordable at 100% online with high-quality instructional videos and assessments. No Zoom sessions to attend. But what takes Ruby to the next level is their industry-leading chef instructors who provide personalized feedback on assignments and are available for Q&A. Ruby has recently updated their popular six-month plant-based pro course with over 25 hours of new content like fermentation, grilling, food photography, and meat alternatives, complete with new technique videos and instruction and recipes. And for the holidays, gift cards are available for a great holiday gift. Visit ruby.com slash to learn more about their plant-based programs. That's R-O-U-X-B-E dot com slash to learn more. I've done a bunch of the Ruby courses and would highly recommend it as a, as a gift. That would be a great gift to get from anybody. So I would totally do that. Because it's not just about learning how to cook a recipe. It's about learning how to be a better cook. That's right. It's not about making a little check mark every time you cook a recipe like I spent 2020 doing. You actually, you actually get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, progress. exactly. And finally, this episode is also brought to you by Everlywell. There are certain things in life that are difficult to understand, but knowing how to feel your best shouldn't be one of them. Everlywell can help you learn more about your body so you can finally take control of your health and wellness on your own time. Everlywell offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted, physician-reviewed results. Choose from their tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and so much more. 
Here's how it works. Go to everlywell.com slash no meat and choose your test. Everlywell will ship you the test straight to your door with everything you need for a simple sample collection. Return the test to the CLIA certified lab with a prepaid shipping label. Then your physician-reviewed results and insights are sent back to your device in just days. Over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell with their at-home lab testing, including us who both took the sleep and stress test. That's right. Got surprising, alarming results. <laughs> that you've been able to act on, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And for listeners of No Meat Athlete Radio, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash no meat. That's everlywell.com slash no meat for 20% off your at-home lab test. All right, Doug. We're back to our goals conversation. You, I think, get a little further than I have. Are, are we ready to get into kind of what you're thinking you might actually do this year? I know not specifically what the goal is, but as far as how we're going to use these different structures, uh, are, are you ready to reveal that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sure that there's a ton to reveal. And, and maybe this is a good conversation for us to have because, uh, you know, I think that um, maybe maybe you can help shape what, what I'm going to do. But basically, I, you know, what I really want to do this year is to kind of solve or to, to kind of play into the general theme um, goals that ha- that I've liked that have been, uh, I guess, less stressful and more kind of rewarding over the last couple of years than these really big goals that are, are all-consuming. Um, to, to play into that a little bit more, but then also solve some of the weak spots and the problems that I've had around lack of structure and a lack of plan. What I want to do this year is pick two habits, but I'm going to start with just one, but pick two habits that play into those, those kind of general themes mm-hmm. uh, and, and try to really focus on starting those habits, whether that's either through a streak or just some sort of um, daily thing that will, that will kind of, uh, hopefully the habits will begin to build on each other. The, you know, the idea is if I, if I started with something really simple, a simple daily habit, I know that for myself, if I can get into something like uh, 10 minutes of kettlebell work, then that will transform into a lot more kind of general uh, fit, fitness motivation and kind of one that habit will lead to another and lead to another and, and I'll start feeling better. So um, I, I really want to pick a couple habits. I'm not entirely sure what they are. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I read your series over Black Week mm-hmm. um, and uh, mobility, which has never really been something that I have been interested in focusing on before. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in that. It seems like a, <laughs> you know, you said I think I think you said if I could uh, do one thing for my health for the rest of my life, something like that, it would be focused on mobility, um, and uh, and that that resonated well with me. And so you know, I I don't know what like I don't know what my habits are, but I do know that that's kind of the approach I want to take. Yeah, good. I, I think. Uh... I mean, mobility, like, there's nothing that to me that is exciting about it. Maybe some people do get excited about, you know, being able to do more as far as, like, literally pass more, like, mobility tests, if, and there are plenty of them. Um, that is not exciting to me, but but what is is the idea, basically, of, like, if, you're, if your mobility is really great and flexibility is good, like, that is kind of a habit-forming technique because as soon as you get injured doing you know endurance strength training like that that is as, as endangered as your habit becomes when an injury happens because mm-hmm. it's like that it can make you stop it's, it's made me stop plenty of times um and if you have mobility like 
you know, it's working great. Like that, it can prevent so much of that stuff, even when you don't know that it did. Um, so I just think, I think it's such a good foundational thing that I have ignored forever. Uh, when I was both when I've been strong and when I've had good endurance, it has just never been like a priority. And especially as I get older, it just seems like something that, uh, I don't know. It seems like you can go down a bad road if you don't have mobility. You can get injured and that'll prevent you from doing your activity and then you get more out of shape and then you're more likely to get injured and you lose range of motion and, and then you have less mobility. I mean, and so on. So that can go a bad direction and uh, definitely it's something that, that I've really enjoyed working on. So I like that. Um, my question for you, Doug, is are you are you thinking, like you mentioned that you knew that, let's say, a 10-minute kettlebell routine would lead you to, to places that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm, I wonder, like, because we've, we've, one of the most things we've most talked about here is this idea that like, you can, you can have a big goal weight on the road, but the way to start it is with a, a streak sort of goal, a smaller little daily action. Like, do you think it will be helpful to have some big thing kind of in the back of your mind that this is like where eventually this thing is going to lead for you? Um, or are you trying to completely leave that out and just say, I'm just going to focus on this habit and let it lead where, where it wants to. You know, that's a good question. Um, and it could be helpful. I mean, you know, I certainly want to run another hundred miler sometime, whether that's in 2022, I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I certainly want to maybe even do like a, you know, fastest marathon. Like I'd I'd like to kind of get back into some real running training, Mm -hmm. but, um, those goals aren't going to get me out of bed right now. I don't think. Um, and you know, so two, two things happened to me in 2021 this past year that have been, have been game changing. One is the meditation, Mm -hmm. um, which I I just, you know, there's no end goal in that. I'm not trying to become enlightened or, uh, uh, I don't know, meditate for four hours a day or something like that and feel good about that. Uh, I just, really liked that habit and uh, I like the way it makes me feel and I want to keep it up. Um, and, you know, so there's not like this massive result kind of attached to that. Uh, the other what was, it has been and this, again, this was uh, kind of sparked by you hammering home kettlebell stuff for months that it um, uh, was, was beginning to do a bit of, of strength work with, with kettlebell. And, uh, and that has become a, a near daily routine for me. And, um, and I just feel so much better in my body. I feel better than I have even when I was deep in training for hundred milers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel kind of this general fitness and lightness and strength that, uh, I may have never had before, uh, because I've never done any sort of consistent strength, uh, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so again, that's not really tied to some big goal. It's not tied to, you know, I'm not going to, I don't really want to be ripped. I don't want to ha- totally transform my physique or um, enter any strength competitions or anything like that. It just feels really good. You know, so both of those, the two things that have been like the most successful as far as health go for me in 2021 have been have been things that aren't attached at all to any sort of big, big goal, but have just made me feel good. And so... I think that that's the approach I want to take here. And that's, that's the result that I want is just to, to feel good. <laughs> I know that that is terrible. And that is not something that anyone writing a habit book would, would tell you to go after. <laughs> but you yeah, know, but I think that's it's real. It you know? sell, I think that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like we should separate that. Like, I, cause I'm also like you getting away from this idea of, of meeting a huge goal. Um, I've kind of 
and I fully recognize like this could just be a phase that I'm in. We talk mm-hmm. all the time about seasons of life, and we say all the time that we talk about seasons of life. Uh, <laughs> it could very well just be that we are in one of those seasons where, like, for us right now, for these five year period, like, you know, we've, we've done enough of the big goals, and it just feels good to do something different. Uh, that's totally possible because I feel like I'm, I've kind of swung back a little bit recently towards the strength training stuff and, and running again, things I would have said I was probably not going to do again, but I, mm-hmm. I've swung back that way. Um, but I just feel like, I feel like when you try to force the goals, like because it's New Year's time and you start trying to think of something cool to do, I just think those big goals just don't, they just don't have what it takes to actually be something you, you stick with through a whole year or more or whatever it takes. Um, and I, th- this happened to me because at the end of my last year, uh, I was, I was feeling really good at the end of the year. Uh, like I said, I'd done that paperclip thing at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. and uh, or, or throughout 2020. And by the end, I felt like I had really moved in a lot of good directions and spent a lot of time on things that really were important to me. And so I was really excited about New Year's. And I actually pulled out this old Tony Robbins program and like, you know, like pick the eight areas of your life you want to improve. And you set a big kind of like year long goal and a quarterly goal in all of these areas. And I did all that. And it was like exciting to be filling it out and doing it. And I was like, I really thought I was going to do all these changes. Um, aside from the fact that that's probably too much for me, like that many different areas, I, I understand that. Um, it was like, it, it was great. And then I looked back recently and I realized as soon as this thing came up with Holden and Charlotte FC soccer and us moving to Charlotte, like as soon as that came up, I basically just forgot about all those things that I was working on because something much more urgent and, and honestly much more exciting to me, like move to a new city get him in this program it just it was just like super cool get an apartment go go somewhere like i just love that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. as soon as something that i you know that actually truly in some other way deeper way lit me up as much as that doesn't sound that exciting to some people move into an apartment in a city two hours away um <laughs> for whatever Sounds reason like, like it, yeah but like i just i don't know i just like traveling and moving and it just it's just fun so like that once that came along it was like i just poured everything into that and then that became and honestly i'm still feeling like i'm still doing that because it, it, it's just been such a long year and trying to buy a house and all this other stuff mm-hmm. um and so i think like for me i i don't think i will try to manufacture for lack of a better word big exciting goals this year um if if in sort of you know giving myself some space to think about it something comes up and it's like wow like that i really want to do that Maybe I would let that be the big goal, but I I don't know. I just think if if it's if we don't have something like that, if nothing is sort of calling us and saying I have to do this, I I just tend to think I'm going to be better off by by setting these sort of smaller habits, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, or and this is something like I feel like this year I have not really done a whole lot for myself. It mostly has been uh, management of different things with the family, and uh, I just feel like you know having a goal that says like I'm going to take some kind of trip every single quarter like i'm gonna do one one whether it's a three or four days or whether it's a whole week or more like i'm gonna do one of those every single quarter like something like that i could see myself really getting excited about i love that that's a good one yeah yeah and that and that is not at all the type of goal that i would have ever set before because it's like it to me it's like well, where's the challenge in that like that's easy you can just book book the trip right now and then you you did it mm-hmm. um but i don't know i feel like i feel like that sort of self-care uh is something that I don't know. Like this past few months, I've a lot of times like when I've caught myself like reading a book, like when I traveled to San Francisco without the family um, for the for the Spartan thing, 
Like I went to a coffee shop and just did some writing and, and I was there. I was like, man, like I, I never ever make time for this sort of thing anymore. And mm-hmm. then some other things where I've just been reading somewhere or in a coffee shop or, you know, doing something else. And it's been like, Hey, like I, like, why don't I do a whole lot more of this? And so I don't know. I, I think that's kind of the, the lines I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, one, one more bit of nuance here is that I forgot to mention when I, when I set the, I think it was in the 2020 when I ended up doing the paperclip thing. At the beginning of that year, I had set a whole bunch of like, um, I think I called them like the operating system sort of habits. Like the thing that I thought I should do every day to keep myself, you know, optimized, basically like do a short meditation session, uh, be eating well, do some small amount of exercise, all these things that like, maybe they, maybe they themselves are not going to provide any result you want, but they're going to have you just better equipped to do what I thought was more important, these sort of enrichment habits, these things that like, you know, making progress towards something meaningful. Yep. Um, and so I had everything separated into those categories. I, I still think there's something to that. And I, and I didn't do a good job with that. I did not do a good job with the, uh, with the operating system habits. I, I did great with that enrichment stuff. And that's what the cooking was and the language and the music and all that stuff. But I didn't do a good job of establishing foundational habits until the very end of the year when I got this kettlebell thing going. So I, I really would like, I still think there's something to that. I'd, li- I'd like to have uh, like, you know, a, a solid stuff like the travel. To me, that would be totally an enrichment habit. If I, if I said I'm going to do a week uh, a trip every quarter, that would be enrichment. But like that then feels like sort of, I should have something that's a little bit more like demanding on me, right? That's like a little bit harder and, and something that is really good for me to do. So I don't know that I'm thinking along those lines. I have, I have no real clarity yet about what it's going to be, but, mm-hmm. um, Certainly, we'll, I will let you know, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this stuff at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I look forward to hearing kind of where that... I like the thought process you're going through and your ideas, and um, yeah, I look forward to kind of hearing where they, how they flush out. I, you know, I think that um, one thing you said I just want to briefly go back on uh, is that the forced big goals that I think a lot of people set at New Year's, but even not at New Year's, maybe your birthday or, or whatever, or you just... Uh, you know, you listen to a podcast and you kind of force this uh, goal, uh, whether that be a, a running goal, a race goal, or a meditation goal, or, or whatever it is. Uh, oftentimes, those those things never pan out, right? They they just, or if they do, you know, they're forced the entire time. You don't, and it's just not this kind of rewarding experience. Um, I think that so much better is finding those natural ones that maybe you don't have in years and may, or maybe you've been thinking about for the last several years and never really fully committed to, uh, but you've never been able to drop like yeah. focusing in on those. I think are, if you're going to do a big goal, if you're going to set a big goal, that's, that's the way to do it. And, and sometimes they shift over the course of the year or sometimes they, um, you know, just kind of come out of nowhere, like, like the move did for you or, or maybe all your friends sign up for a race and, and you just, Mm-hmm. You know, like, wow, you know, I, I didn't even think about actually running this 50K this year, but they're all doing it. Like, why can't I? Like, let's right. let's do it. Right. You know, and, and those are, that's when it really works yeah. out. Yeah, I think that's a really good, a really good point. I think, I think if people just listened to that part and ignored the whole rest of this episode, they mm-hmm. would save themselves perhaps a whole lot of hours of working on something that, that, you know, is eventually going to evaporate because something else will come up and you'll forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or save yourselves, just perhaps just as bad as, as spending the whole year doing it and then actually achieving it, and then it's like, doesn't really matter what you did. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, you, don't, you end up not really even wanting to do it in the end. Yeah. So, and this is not at all to say, because I love that kind of stuff, but but I I really do feel like you kind of need to be called. Like, it, you can't just, you can't just, you know, impose those sort of goals on yourself without 
something inside you saying like I I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get it, it's great. Like that, that's the best feeling in the world to be working towards making progress towards something like that. Uh, but I think that's very very different from when you just sort of make them up because you think that's what makes you happy. Yep. Cool. Good. Uh, well, we mentioned this uh, this new series or sorry this series I did. I don't think everyone's on our email list for sure. Um, if you go to nomadathlete.com slash blog, it is at the top of that right now. There's, it's, I kept adding to it every day, so it's a super long blog post. It's probably too long for one sitting. Uh, but if you want to see what, what I was talking about, it's there. We are going to talk about it at the end of the year. Uh, but just because this is a goals kind of episode, if you want, if getting back in shape sounds like your kind of thing, then uh, then go check that out. Absolutely. It's it's really well done. Thank you. I, Appreciate I it. enjoyed it coming arriving into my inbox every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Anything else, though, before we sign off? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. And then we'll leave it there. Yeah. And get to, get to thinking about what we're going to do in 2022. All right. Thanks, everybody. Right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs>